All right. Welcome to Nostalgia Cast, your weekly roundup of the best and most up-to-date nostalgic news, where we discuss the stories and give our thoughts. I am your host, who grew up wanting to be Donnie Most, Andrew Price. A. Tyler Palo. Go to the field and sit on it, Kelby Joseph. And Dad Beats, a.k.a. Sitcom Dad Beats, a.k.a. Kirk Pinchon. Dad Beats! Sick. Nice. So we're all 11th hour one on that one. Yeah, like literally just came seconds ago. Thing. It's not my finest moment. Well, you know, I don't know why he gave Tyler Fonzie. Yeah. Uh, I think the hair he's thing. obviously a Mr. Cunningham. Self-explanatory. <laughs> I got to say, though, I got to come out the gate and say that I, I lied. I, I definitely was a Richard Cunningham kid all the way. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I liked Ralph Mouth. I Ralph, hated but. Ralph Mouth. God, I hated that fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I did. Is Ralphie? What's his name? Ralph was the guy who always had really bad it's jokes. Red, redhead, redhead. Uh, Potsy, Ralph Mouth, and and Richie. Yeah. Oh, Richie. Sorry, I like Richie. Ri- Richie is I, obviously um, fun. I was I was down with Richie. That famous director. What's his name? Ron Howard. Ron, Ron Howard. Howard. <clears throat> what's his name? <laughs> Opie. Opie. It's funny that you think of him as that famous director. I think of him as an actor who became a director. Yeah. Uh. Like, uh, like Nicholas Cage. No, not Nicholas Cage. Uh, the Nicholas guy, Cage. Javier Bardem. No, no, no. stop. <laughs> the guy from Ozark, Jason uh, Bateman. Oh, Jason oh I fucking Bateman. love Jason Bateman. Loves me some Bateman. Yeah. I think I want him and uh, the other SNL. He's an SNL guy. I can't remember his name. Fuck. What's with you names? All I know. The guy who was in the uh, Mumford and Sons video with him, Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. Oh shit. Yes. Exactly. I I just want movies with just them two in it. I, mm. I love them. I don't think I want They're the same guy. Yeah. That's, yeah. That would be well, that would that'd be bad casting. <laughs> yeah. At the top of the show, quick correction from last episode. I misspoke and I, I realized when I was listening it back that I said that Terry Jones directed Labyrinth, uh, but he wrote Labyrinth. Uh, Jim Henson directed Labyrinth, of course. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I, miss, I misspoke. A quick update, only bringing this up because I just think it's super interesting. As many of you slash... All of you know, this past week saw the tragic passing of uh, Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. Died in a in a tragic helicopter crash along with his daughter and several other people. And, uh, of course, that's a story in and of itself. In the wake of this, planters came out and said that they were pulling their... Last episode, we talked about the Planners Nuts mm. ad- Super Bowl advertising campaign where Mr. Mr. Peanut dies in a fucking car explosion yeah it was it, they released an ad that was building up to like some commercial f- during the super bowl which was Mis- mr peanuts funeral and so they've pulled that now out of respect for the recent tragedy the thing that immediately occurred to me though about this is what else did you think was going to happen meaning they should have saw this coming that someone was going people to die all the time every day like like there's a new celebrity death like every other day how did they not think that this was going to end up com- happening that they were going to have some oh. poor timing where somebody was going to die and then they were going to feel a little weird about putting out this thing of like a funeral for Mr. Peanut how did they not know that this was going to happen this is like it's just like it seems like marketing rule 101 is like don't do a thing about death because you're inevitably going to step on the toes of a real death and then you're going to lose a, like millions of dollars because you're going to pull this thing out. I think that mm-hmm. it maybe have been different circumstances 
uh, depending on the death. Mm -hmm. So if it had been, I hate to run names, but say Mel Brooks died peacefully in his sleep of old age, (coughs) they would have kept that commercial. But a fiery crash, which is similar to the helicopter crash, you're like, well, maybe that's insensitive. I don't think I agree. I think the reason why I, I think... Guaranteed, if someone, celebrity died of old age or or they were like 80 or something, they would still do this commercial. Definitely. Yeah, but that but that's completely different. Like, the, I think the reason why they would still do the commercial of Mel Brooks passed away is because it just wouldn't have been as big or high profile of a death. Like, I think it's more about the person than it is the way that they died. Like, I think it's combined. It's, be, it's yeah, because it's, it's, it's because Kobe Bryant was such a big yeah. thing that they did that, and it was also sports related, I guess. A celebrity passing away of old age, I think, is a completely different category of celebrity death. But if if any, I I believe that if any celebrity that was big enough and high profile enough died of anything that wasn't natural causes, like cancer or something like that, if they died in anything besides that, they would have pulled this. Yeah, that's what you're saying. What I'm saying. Yeah, yeah but the, you literally just said. Well, what yeah, you were the, saying the, you were saying other other circumstances. So you just mean if it the only way they wouldn't have pulled it if it was a natural death. Like uh, I think if like, I think if when, like when Anton Yelchin died because his car like crushed him to death. I think yeah. I think they would have pulled it. Well, for that's that. an accident. So that's insane. That's a car yeah, accident. The, the, so those are big the percentage chance of that happening is so high that it seems like what did you think was going to happen? Like it just seems like. Such an obvious thing that you should probably just not do a like nah, that. That if, was if, that was my thought when I saw it. I was like, this died, feels. They would have put that thing right on up on Super Bowl. Who? What? If Anton Yel exactly. If Anton Yelchin. No, I I just didn't hear you. If everybody Anton, knows. Everybody who knows who Anton Yelchin not, is. Meh, not true. Meh. Yes, not true. They, yes, they do. That's not they true. They definitely true. do. He's That's not true. that big of a name. He wasn't that big. of a He was not. He was a great actor. Alright, he's not a huge name. No, he's not a mega celebrity. If if he. If he passed away the same form and fashion as Kobe Bryant, they'd still play that commercial. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't agree at all. I think I, I think and you I think you chose a very wrong person to make that point with because the Anton Yelchin death was huge. Mm. It was it was like it was it was it was a huge story. It was it was I mean not not on the level of no, the Kobe at one. all. No I, way near it. I, I think no, I think no. few things would be on the level of Kobe, but that's in the true. same thing. I think I think it, I think it was on the level of Kobe, not because of his belovedness, but because of the nature of it. It was like a huge story. The fact that his he put, parked his his jeep and mm-hmm. engaged the emergency brake, and then he went to check his mail, and then it, like the emergency brake didn't work, and it the car came down. That that story was giant, and it was like this huge thing where like the family was going to sue the company, and then there I saw like hundreds and hundreds of articles talking about this. Like I I, I recognize and agree that Anton Yelchin wasn't as big of a celebrity as Kobe Bryant, but I think because of the circumstances, the way that he died, that story was huge. And it would have. I don't know. Definitely, I heard, I heard I, about I, it, and then I was like, oh, man, I would say, I, and uh, that's your apologize. own. That's your own personal like level of interest, though. But yeah. that's what I feel it is with you as well. With no, Anton I, Yelchin, I, you're, you're, no, your no, I agree. Level that of interest Kobe, with Anton Yelchin is bigger than other people. No, mm-hmm. I, I, I have no interest in basketball, and yeah. you know, not to speak ill of the dead, but I had no interest in Kobe Bryant. But yeah. I still recognize that that was a giant story. Oh yeah, but that's I'm saying. Like if I would say, and apologies for getting maudlin, but we're doing it anyway. Uh, the Paul Walker death is bigger than the Anton Yelchin death. Definitely, that. that's like that's something they would they would they would have not done the commercial. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. huge. Mm-hmm. But the and even well, that's the same. This all just goes. <laughs> like this all just goes back to my point though that the likelihood of that seems so high that 
it just seems like such a financial risk to spend to millions of dollars any, any on a campaign that involves like parodying the idea of a celebrity death. That's what it is. It's a parody yes. of a celebrity death. What if it was someone who died of a drug overdose? I think they'd still do the commercial. I still think they, I think they would do the commercial. They would do yeah. the commercial. I think it uh, it depends on who it was. At that point, uh, yeah, actually, at that point, I think it depends on who it, who it would Eddie be. Eddie Vedder. They'd run it. I don't know why. They'd run I don't know why the thing Eddie is, <laughs> when we watch the uh, Mr. Peanut commercial, there's he's like hanging from the thing. There's a plane or a car or something. It seems It seemed within the realm of like, the tragedy that just yeah, happened. It's, it's, it's a it, little too close. It felt, yeah, it felt too close. I mean, it's de know. def. I definitely agree. I definitely yeah. agree that this was as close to home as it could have been. Right. Yeah, I, I still agree. think they would pulled it for lesser close to home. And ultimately, what I think about my, my real point is I think if you're sort of doing the math of behind the scenes of what happened with this, I think that, uh, you know, somebody in the marketing department uh, had this idea and the whole thing was like, you know, shaking things up and being like, you know, we're going to get like, you know, people really don't care about the planners nuts exactly. brand. Yeah. Let's, let's do something really evocative and like, it'll be kind of like almost shock insensitive market. or shocking on purpose. And we will capitalize on the virality of it, whether people think it's funny or think it's disrespectful and it'll be fine because ultimately it's just a joke. And like yeah. they, 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 somebody pitched this idea as like a win-win situation where even if people thought it was insensitive, it would still get people talking about them. And ultimately it's not like the worst crime to commit in the world. Yeah. So they could sort of get away on plausible deniability of just being like it was a joke. And whoever did that is fired. Well, I think it's, it's really fired. interesting. No, it's really interesting. I don't think they're fired. I think they're fired. But I do think it's interesting that there was a lot of buzz about this ad. Like people are like, oh my God, Planters, the, that character's going to die. And mm -hmm. Wesley Snipes is in this. This is crazy. And now they're just like, oh, oh. we're done. Yeah. We're, so we're stopping. What are they going to do with that Super Bowl time? Because you got to buy that like years in advance, don't you? Nah. No, no, no. What? Not it's years like in advance. Months. Or months. months. Yeah, months. I mean, months. they bought the they bought the spot already. Is what I, I mean. They could, they, they could. There's somebody else that wants it. They could have a Coca Cola Kobe Bryant tribute. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Oh, they are going to have a Kobe Bryant do, tribute yeah. uh, as a commercial. I mean, no, planters, I think in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, I think I heard yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah somebody else is going to want to buy it. You know, uh, Coca Cola, Budweiser. Doritos. Oh, you think? You think? Well, they could go hard in the other direction, and then the commercial could just be Kobe Bryant and and Mr. Peanut like hanging out in heaven. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, wait, like it's just like uh, a memorandum. R.I.P. Kobe Bryant and then Reich said, R.I.P. Mr. Peanut together. You think it oh starts out and you God. think it's going to be like a respectful. Think and then at Kobe. the end, there's the twist ending. <laughs> they're they're <laughs> still riding hard for the Mr. <laughs> Peanut is dead. That would be the guys so that got fired. Like, <laughs> uh, you guys. Y'all say that in the meeting. They'd be like, yo, let me see you in the office real quick. <laughs> I, I was going to bring this up last time, but I if they, they were, I, I think they're going to still have him gone, though. I don't think they're going to use him as a... Uh, um, mascot mascot anymore and I think they're gonna bring in unveil a, a new baby peanut like baby Yoda baby Yoda mm. baby peanut yeah, yeah I'm, after last week I'll remain silent <laughs> I see Andrew's blood's already boiling his face <laughs> is pink before we get into the stories mm. the doomsday clock oh yeah is a is <laughs> is a minute to midnight is it what is happening? Actually, the real doomsday clock is 100 seconds to midnight we're that, fucked that's what I was wondering but <laughs> I'm talking about the reboot doomsday clock what is happening 
in oh. Reboot Land. Yeah. Oh, okay. What is going on? It's crazy. Everything's on fucking fire. Yep. Last episode was the beginning of the end. We talked about the Lizzie <laughs> McGuire episode. What was that last episode? Maybe that it was, was. Or two episodes. Two episodes ago. It was the tip of the iceberg. Lizzie McGuire, after shooting two episodes, halted production. The creator slash showrunner left the show due to creative differences. And now, this past week has been just a barrage of just fucking disaster after disaster. There was an Obi-Wan Kenobi show that was being developed for <laughs> Disney+, Plus, starring Ewan McGregor, who yeah. played Obi-Wan Kenobi in the prequels. A lot of people say that, like, he was the only good salvageable part of the prequels in terms of, like, if we ever had Obi-Wan Kenobi in a thing again, we'd want it to be Ewan McGregor. Guess I agree with that. I'm, I really have no big yeah. opinion on Ewan McGregor playing uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I like Ewan McGregor, but I don't have an opinion. Yeah, I like, mm. I like Ewan McGregor, but yeah. I, I just, yeah, I'm not like, yeah, he's great. But they were developing this show. We talked about it a couple episodes ago that there was going to be a bearded Jar Jar Binks on it, which you fucking freaks love. Mm-hmm. Um, I dig a beard. I love I, a good I'm beard. in for that. And that uh, Mace Windu was going to have a cameo. Mm-hmm. And uh, now they've uh, shut down production on that. Due to, apparently, there's been some concerns with the script. Kathleen Kennedy, who sort of oversees the Star Wars universe at Disney, uh, didn't like the scripts for the first couple episodes. And apparently, there's been rumors of some uh, creative clashes between Ewan McGregor and the studio. And so now they've they've, uh, shut down the production on that indefinitely. And I will say, just to be fair and give every piece of information it's due, that... uh, in follow-up to this, uh, during a, a press conference or during an interview or whatever, uh, Ewan McGregor said that this was all not true and that uh, there was no validity to the rumors that the show was getting shut down or that there was like all this drama. And he said that the uh, the show was just being delayed to shoot until from pushed from August to next January. But I'm still including the story because I think that, uh, in my opinion, that's probably bullshit. Yeah, yeah so I, I, I got done. really and confused. It's just, it's just damage, like, damage yeah, control. Yeah, he's right. like, no, no, I don't believe anything on the internet. It's bullshit. We're just delayed. But then it seems like the official word is that it's indefinite. Yeah. Like Disney has Disney didn't say, hey, we're just delayed. It's not a big deal. He's saying it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a little confusing. Do you guys want this? The the, the show or the delay? Yeah, you want the show? I don't. I don't really I, care. Yeah, either way, I'm, I'm not. I'll probably I'll probably I'm, check it out if it if it came out on Disney Plus. I love the Mandalorian, so I don't know why I wouldn't want to check it out. But I would I would check it out, and I would have high hopes that it's like the Mandalorian that level. But I really. But I jump ship quick. Yeah, yeah, I I really I'm interested in seeing new stories in the Star Wars universe that take place in a non prequel time. Like I like even when I was a kid, I was like I don't. Like I, I, I was really, I really was rare in that. Even when I was a kid, I just didn't have a whole lot of interest in what the prequels were. I definitely went and saw them. I definitely went and saw them multiple times with friends in the theaters. I definitely had Star Wars toys mm-hmm. from the prequels and played the video games, and in general was a Star Wars fan. But I just never. I was like, I don't care about Darth Vader when he was a kid. <clears throat> I want to hear stories that are taking place, like The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian is technically, it takes place in between uh, Return of the Jedi and what is the later uh, trilogy of The Force Awakens and so on and so forth. So it kind of is a prequel to that. Oh, I see. But it's like, it's in untread territory. It's not like, here's the origin of Finn. Yeah. It's like, it's a character that has nothing to do with 
any of the mainline movies. So it's not a prequel to anything. It's just its own like little thing that's happening. Mm. So while I would check it out, I also just really, I, I don't really care what, I never cared what Obi-Wan was getting up to before A New Hope. I just never cared. Agree. Mm. Living but, in the cave. What about you, Kelly? I've had enough of this Star Wars thing. It, yeah. It's enough. Give us 10 years. Like, give I, us a break. I'm, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't ever want to hear Star Wars again. Except for my my man Jajar Binks. If if we're gonna continue with the Star Wars <laughs> stuff, I want I want like them to start just make it its own genre and start making peer like pieces inside of the uh, history. Like Maybe I want to I want like a think piece that's super well shot about the day uh, the day that Anakin comes to kill all the baby Scott, uh, uh, Jedi. Just like there that entire day, like a like a, a kind of extremely loud and. Uh, terribly close or whatever that uh, 9-11 movie was just like that for for those kids so, or so you just want to see kids die no i want to say decidedly I, tyler <laughs> thing to add to this yeah. but also if you want uh star wars lore that's after what we currently have the men who stare at goats is is the George Clooney movie? Yes, right. is is what is the connection the to that? But oh, because they because they they have like psychic. They want they, they call that they, they call themselves Jedi with yeah. no with no uh, actual reference to the Jedi themselves. Yeah, and they're and they're trying to train themselves to have psychic powers. And they do though in the movie they do, and it's like proven. And Obi, I mean Ewan, Ewan McGregor plays a newly initiated Jedi, and I would I love to think that he is the descendant of Obi Wan. And, and and it's on regular Earth, and this is how like that's why it's a long, long time ago in a galaxy far away. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. You, I, your I, brain, you took it, you took it around. Your brain, yeah. man. <laughs> I was about to kick you out of here. But. Oh, God, God. <laughs> so that's 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 delayed indefinitely. And then Disney was developing a block of adult-oriented Marvel animated shows for Hulu, which so, in, is that hentai, like. <laughs> Animated porn? No, like adult cartoons, like Rick and Morty or Family Guy. They're not. Are those uh, considered adult? Yes. Yeah, okay. Is Rick and Morty considered adult? Nice. Have you watched any of them? I haven't, but I think okay. my kids watch it. So yeah, Rick and Morty, <laughs> Bob's Burgers. These are they're adult cartoons. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they're so they're developing a block for Hulu, and it was going to involve several shows, uh, and and two of them, which were kind of arguably the most high profile ones, were a Howard the Duck show. And then a show called Tigra and Dazzler, who are two sort of like insulary X-Men characters. Um, I'm not as familiar with Tigra, but Dazzler is like a her power is that she can like manipulate sound. She's like a pop star and she can like make sound oh, reverberate. Well, yeah, Dazzler. She was in the cartoons way back in the Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she sucked. I have a friend who would highly disagree with that. But I mean, it's just like, didn't she just like, so like throw up fireworks? Yeah, pretty much. Throw how's up that fire? How's that a power? Um, it's boom. If you the X Men, <laughs> the X Men comics really aren't about their powers. They're about them as people. It's the but story. But like, how dude. does how like we need we need some fireworks? Who can we get? Oh my god! How do like? No, I'm serious. I want to know. Them. Dazzler is a superhero. Well, not really. She's 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 a member of the of of the school <laughs> for for gifted. For extraordinary children to train you to be a superhero. No, no, no they don't no, train you to it's be not, superheroes. It's not. You're not supposed to be trained. It's not trained to be superheroes. It's just train. It's basically in the X Men world, there are these certain percentage of the population mm-hmm. that have mutant powers. It's all an al- allegory for racism and and uh, s- segregation, mm-hmm. and so the larger population 
sort of is scared of and hates these people. And so people will like give up their children for adoption whenever they find out that they have mutant powers or some like kids will like gang up and like kill a kid if he has powers and they're like treated as freaks yeah. and outcasts. So Professor Xavier starts the school to basically take in any mutant who has sort of been cast out by society and give them a place where they can be educated yeah. and learn how to hone their powers. They're not being trained to be superheroes. The X-Men are just a thing that functions within the infrastructure of the school. Okay. Uh, but the kids aren't necessarily supposed to be superheroes. So, the you know, the X-Men books, while obviously an aspect of it is they're fighting supervillains yeah. and they're heroes, it's really less about that. It's more about these people sort of struggling with being like outcasts in a society mm -hmm. that doesn't accept them. So, you know, somebody like the, like Dazzler, she doesn't have like really super useful powers, but that's kind of the point of it is that like, not everybody who's born a mutant has a useful power that makes them powerful or strong against anybody. Some of them just have weird little thing quirks that mm -hmm. are just sort of like almost like parlor tricks. Well, that's I'm glad I know that now because it's very interesting because I always thought they were superheroes. My take is who wouldn't like Dazzler then? Who's going to shun someone <laughs> who does fireworks all the time? Wouldn't you be like the most popular? Kid I mean, what in would you do if you saw some girl just shoot fireworks out of her mouth? I'd be like, hey, you want to get some coffee? Want to get some coffee? Yeah. Are you trying to put out like, my fireworks? I like, mean, mad loud. I mean, just like, hey, I'd like to get to know you. Can we go for a walk? But and at any rate, some fireworks. <laughs> Howard the Duck and Tigra and Dazzler animated shows were being developed at for Hulu, and they've both been canceled completely full stop. Is sure. it is it Tigra and Dazzler one That's show? That's one show, like a that team is up one show. show. Okay, okay. Uh, so those, those shows got canceled. Marvel said that they have no plans for those characters at this time. Is Howard the Duck dumb? Yes. Do people no, like Howard, Howard the, the okay? Dumb. People like Howard the Duck the comic. Obviously, the movie was like a, a debacle. Mm. And are are people now going? Oh, that movie! It's ironically fun, and the comic book is good. Uh, I mean, I think there's probably not a whole lot of people who know the comic book to yeah. like it. I think they just the, know like, the movie. People like Howard the Duck. The movie itself was kind of like regarded <laughs> as both a bad movie in general, but also definitely a bad adaptation of the comic. Okay. And I think most people probably only know Howard the Duck from the movie. So, yes. And they don't even know it's like a comic character or a, let alone a Marvel character. Yeah, so to a lot of people, it's probably like, what the fuck? Like Howard the Duck? Yeah. We're, that, we're making a show of that? Just thinking that it's just that weird movie from the 80s yeah. where, where fucking... Leah Thompson? Leah Thompson fucks a duck. Almost fucks In a duck. In Cleveland. <laughs> where that shit happens all the time. Oh, my God. It? Somebody was so talking about a duck podcast. fucking in Cleveland. Uh, it's crazy. Kevin Smith was talking about Cleveland or some Ohio... He'd better be nice about it. Well, he said it's the uh, swingers capital of the world. Ooh. That's not... He's just talking shit. Um, Someplace in Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. I, actually, I actually loved Howard the Duck when I was a kid. The movie? Yeah. I liked it. <laughs> Do you like the song? Howard, Howard the, the Duck. duck. Mm. That's all I remember. I love you, Par. Wow. It's a Howard. I the loved duck. that. Loved it's it. So strange. <laughs> um, I like the premise. Fucking Jeffrey Jones is some weird, fucked up alien guy that's trying to kill him. It, we talked about it on a previous episode. He's a pedophile. That was why Jeffrey Jones. Yeah, he's a he was he's the dad in Beetlejuice, the principal in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, and he's a, and he's oh, a, and he's a pedophile. I just watched yeah. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, like for the first really? time. Um, so that's yeah. canceled. And then also there was a there was a He Man movie that was being developed by Sony, uh, Master of the, of the Universe. It was slated to hit theaters in March of 2021, <clears throat> and now that has been completely removed from Sony's uh, release calendar. 
Damn. So in, in uh, ostensibly, it's been canceled as well. I wonder, these don't feel necessarily like there's reboot fatigue so much as like bad timing for all of them, maybe. I don't feel like people are like, we need to put a pause on reboot. It just feels like these circumstances, they're kind of freak happenings that they'll continue with reboots. Maybe, but the thing that I thought about this is like, <clears throat> some of these things were like slated to come out in like, two, three years, 2021, 2022. Mm-hmm. And the thing I thought about that is like, you know, these people have based on these, this whole thing is just comes from the MCU. All of this stuff is satellites around the fact that the MCU became such a huge mm-hmm. popular thing that sort of dominates our pop culture landscape. And the thing I, the, the, and so all these things are getting put into production. So these things are being developed and some of them are not coming out for several years. And the thing that occurs to me about this is like, People f- put these things into production with the idea of like either we're starting this streaming service and we want to get this content made for it or we want to make this movie to compete with this landscape where the MCU movies are super popular and dominate. But is that going to be the case in two years? Like it just seems like once the Howard the Duck cartoon was made and it comes out in 2021, it could be a whole different landscape by then like mm-hmm. by that we for all we know people just don't give a fuck about marvel shit anymore and like the mcu has totally died and i see you shaking your head but mm-hmm. i think i think that it's totally possible because it happens all the time it was only of it was only five six short years ago where everything was zombies mm-hmm. and we and, and like zombies and vampires and now who give nobody gives a fuck about zombies and vampires well, anymore. marvel's it's doing a, a different a wave zombies what if episode yeah but that's what? It's just one. one it's a different wave. I mean, we're talking about Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron Man for twelve years, and the people begging him for begging for him to come back. We haven't had enough. People have not had enough. It's clear that it's not going to die anytime soon. The biggest movie of all time came out last year, and it was a Marvel movie. I mean, <laughs> if you're just looking at trends, like nah. It's, and then they put out their plans for the next five, six years, mm-hmm. and everyone is like, yeah, you know. And this is post the. The superheroes that we're all familiar with from these first, what do they call them? First three phases, well, phases or whatever. This is the new, the new guys, and everyone is still excited about it. There's no way that trend is dying in two years, one year. No way. Mark my words. Twenty twenty one. I I genuinely I, I talked about this at the time, and I genuinely believe that you know how whenever you uh, use a weird example, but uh, in the David Fincher Girl with the Dragon Tattoo movie. Probably two thirds of the way through the movie is sort of the resolution to the main plot of catching the killer. So uh, Elizabeth Salander gets, or does the Daniel Craig character get captured by him? But uh, I think Daniel Craig gets captured by him, by the killer, played by Stellan Skarsgård. And then she comes and she saves them, and then they catch the guy. And it's like the end of the movie, but the way that David Fincher structured it. There's like 30 more minutes of movie and it's all about like the coda of the, the epilogue where like they go, she goes back to the United States and then like she goes to like see Daniel Craig and there's like a budding romance, but then she looks through his window and sees that he's with a different woman. And then she's like, I'll never open myself up and be vulnerable to a man again and rides off into the sunset on a motorcycle. And it's like 30 more minutes. But when you're watching the movie, after the killer gets killed, you're just like, I don't care about any of this. I'm done. The, Let me the, ask you the movie's now. over. Let me ask you this. Because that, that's the same thing that I that, that I experienced when I watched Room. How many people you I think? Don't, I, I, we can't even be on the same f- 
fundamental plane of discussion because that is so I so thoroughly disagree with that. I, you're saying that I once, didn't tell you once what they, you once they I told you once they got I agree free, what I felt. No, but I'm saying that like you're saying that that's the same, and I don't think that at all. all right. the, the, Anyways, the interesting part question. of the movie was whenever the dealing of the fallout of once they rescue her from the kidnapper, uh-huh. and then that's that's, that's that was the, the most compelling part of the movie. Uh, what are you guys talking well, about? Either way, what's that? Do, what's they, all this? Have to do with I, I, watch. Okay, so he's essentially saying that. Marvel is is at that point right now where they're going on 30 extra minutes of film. Oh, okay. And how many people do you think got up and left saying like, well, the killer's dead and I don't really don't, I don't care about any of this stuff. How much <laughs> how many people do you think got up and left? None, mm-hmm. but that's different because to get up and leave, to sit there and watch the rest of the movie, number one you've already committed to paying the money, so mm-hmm. you sort of need to get your money's worth or feel like you've gotten your money's worth sitting there and just watching the rest of the mo- movie is an act of inertia you don't have to do anything you just sit there and watch it even if you're bored or you don't care anymore you're just kind of sitting there in this situation you have to you have to go to the theater and you have to pay to see the movie or you have to pay for disney plus or whatever you have to do things it, it's it's a different situation because you can't just passively go to the theater and pay and watch more marvel movies i say that because people are so invested into these characters they're well, invested into the world of marvel they're invested think about it growing up we didn't like iron man that was like that was the dude that if you liked comics maybe you knew about him and if you did hear about like him you weren't yeah people like spider-man superman and batman that was about it and then they created this thing that people got extremely invested into and they're not going to just drop off like oh well that's it. Like if they were able to create that that interest in the first place, and people are getting p- these characters tattooed onto their bodies, they're gonna sit and watch. Well, things. but that's exactly uh, my yeah. my that's definitely my point though because what I'm what I'm saying and what I was talking about with that like last thirty minutes of the movie thing is that yes, people have been become super invested in these characters and they've become massively popular and people love them to the point where they're tattooing tattooing them on their bodies. Mm -hmm. And certainly those diehard fans are still going to... I mean, somebody who's like loved Iron Man since they were fucking a kid reading the comics is never going to not want to see Iron Man movies or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the the general population at large, the reason why these movies dominate and are the most popular high-earning movies in the world... I genuinely believe, and I had this theory whenever I saw it and I talked about it, that like as much as people are interested, uh, invested in these characters, in-game so thoroughly resolved and ended that story. Because, yes, these people have been writing hard for these movies and going to see them for the past 12 years. But also for the past 12 years, they've been threading the needle of this overarching plot line where it's like, what's, what's going to happen? Thanos is out there he's making his master plan it's all building to this throughout every movie you have this one through line throughout every one of them that this is all building to a final showdown with thanos and now that's done and so i truly believe that as much as there will be that last little 30 minutes of like people are excited because they want to see uh whatever the next Black Panther movie or, or whatever things are coming down the pipeline, mm-hmm. they're just, I don't think that people have the emotional capacity to reinvest in another 12-year story arc playing out in the way that they did for Thanos and that that just so thoroughly resolved that, that I do think that there's going to be a exponential drop over the next whatever five years of 
interest and popularity in, in the Marvel movies. Do you think, I have two questions for you before we wrap this up. Do you think that the last Spider-Man movie that came out was affected by the end of Endgame as far as in a negative way? What do you mean? Huh? I mean, it certainly was affected by the whole. The whole movie was in was uh, impacted by the end of Endgame because right. it was I mean, all about. The- I mean, the result of Endgame coming out, wrapping up the whole story, and then they immediately put out Spider Man, which was a result of that story ending. Do you think that Endgame negatively affected the performance of Spider Man? Wasn't that a hit? Yeah, made Spider-Man. a bil- made a billion dollars. That's why I say uh, that. No, but that's what I'm saying is like that is the, that's the wind down. Like, if, like I'm not saying that immediately after, after walking out of Endgame, people didn't give a fuck anymore. Mm. But I do think that I do not think that there's another 12 years of of box office domination. For uh, and the here, MCU. and here's my my second point that I was going to make. The schedule of movies have been the same for the past 30 years. Once March once March comes about, everything starts exploding until the end of August. Uh, people are, are are used to this format. They're used to it now. And then now we have an entire generation who grew up for 12 years on the same type of thing. It, to me, it's like, okay, Marvel just perfected the Michael Bayness of things. You know, once summer came around, you expect cars to drive fast. You expect things to blow up. And now once summer comes around, you expect somebody to have a cape on. It's just a part of culture now. I think if they would have waited three more months to release the Spider-Man movie, it wouldn't have done as well. I think they were riding the high off the end game. And I think mm-hmm. Andrew's theory would like kind of kick in if they waited a little longer and let it die down a little bit, let people process Tony's death. And then when they brought Spider-Man back for Far From Home, people would, I, I think they'd be less interested in the story. Mm-hmm. I think if they didn't have it fresh in their minds going, we just saw him die and we're now seeing the ramifications of it, I don't think people would be that interested. Remember you- when everybody cared about Bane? I, I still care about Bane. And I saw I've scrolled past. Who cares about Bane anymore? Bane, this the Batman character. The Batman character, yeah. What do you? He was one of he was. When I was a boy, (laughs) the superhero movie was all I knew. You adopted the superhero movie. Yeah. By the time I was a man, it was only a franchise. I just want you to do this for every podcast now. I've been waiting for the amount of water in my water bottle to get low enough that I could do this. I discovered the other night that I could do a perfect bane with this water bottle. Check the comments for how not perfect you that sound bane like is. Yeah, it's bane <laughs> and Austin Powers. Today. I'm not talking about my actual impression. I'm talking about the sound of being the, the sound that the bane voice has. Mm. I'm not talking about my impression, okay. which I think is still pretty good. But <laughs> I do too. But there's I mean, everybody in the comments. I'm talking gonna... about this, the vote, the the, yeah, the, the the effect, the metallic effect. Yes. Word. Heard. It's so. It sounds so similar that I actually wonder if maybe this is how they actually recorded the voice. You wanna. You wanna hear my vein? No. <laughs> Can you say "oh behave" with that in your? That does not sound like you sound Austin like Powers. Austin Powers. No, that is insane. This sounds nothing <laughs> that like is Austin insane. Powers. Just go "oh behave" once. This guy. And, oh behave. Exactly the same. That does not sound like Austin no. Powers. Go, go you to. Saw, you saw a bootleg Indian <laughs> knockoff Austin Powers. Go, you, go you to Andrew's you Twitter. <laughs> Everybody listening, go to Andrew's Twitter and just tweet him and just say "oh behave." Please. Oh my gosh. Everybody listening. What's, uh, your, what's your Twitter? Robots and comedy. Why would I robots tell them comedy. my Twitter? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I doxed him. Oh no, I just doxed him. 
Uh, Todd, you gotta cut. You gotta cut, cut that out. Sure. No, no cutting. A N D. No robots and comedy. Just go write them. O B A. Stop saying. Sorry. There's a reboot of Bambi in the works <laughs> for Disney, or actually, no, we don't know if it's for Disney Plus or the theaters. But uh, they're they're rebooting Bambi, a, a quote unquote live action uh, reboot because it's not actually live action. Lion King, the live action Lion King, it's all CG. All of the fucking landscape is CG. The characters are all CG. That's a fucking animated movie. Yeah, but, I guess, that, but it looks photorealistic. Yeah, I guess what else do they call it? They don't want to call it animated, so they yeah. need a better name for this. But yeah, photorealistic. Boom. Uh, but they're doing this for for Bambi, and it's being written by the uh, the Captain Marvel writers. You Can, know what? It doesn't matter how well they write the movie. You can't with that technology that they made Lion King on. Those animals had no faces, no no facial expressions. Yeah. So I, when you see Bambi die and ain't nobody sad, Bambi dies. Like, yeah, you better Spoilers. believe it. He gets shot in the face. I don't think you've seen Bambi. All right. <laughs> when Bambi dies and ain't nobody care, we're gonna be sitting in the theater like, all right, just put Bambi. Bambi doesn't die. I know Bambi's, Bambi's mother <laughs> Jesus dies. Jesus Christ. I get it. Um, when Bambi's mother dies and nobody cares in the movie. In the theaters, we're not going to care either, and we're just going to say, put Beyonce in it. Just throw Beyonce in there. Yeah, I mean... Oh, is there going to be... Are they going to put music in it? No, stuff? do not. No, no. Oh. there was no music in I know, Bambi. but I just thought maybe... Ah, they, but they there was music in Mulan, musical. and I'm still salty. Dang, who's another superstar they could put in there? Uh, Justin, Justin, Gambino. Gambino. Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Don't do that. Justin, oh, Justin, Justin Timberlake. Timberlake. No, he just cheated. Oh, well, as, as Thumper. He did not. He, did he? He held somebody's hand. Oh, my gosh. You're that's, the worst. That's fake news. Yeah. <laughs> he's still I, he's sleeping ca- on the couch. Does anyways. anybody care about seeing a new Bambi? Oh, like, I'm seriously. Sure. It might be interesting because you know, uh, the, you know the cheat code in Hollywood. If it did well 30 years ago, it, they need to redo and, it and for And I this understand generation. that. But also, I'm like, <laughs> That's why they've been trying to Bambi, get Leo to do uh, uh, that cocaine movie. Bambi was old when I was a kid. So people, like, love, people love Bambi. So. But they can just see Bambi as is. But, I mean, uh, the, the reboots of Aladdin and baby. Lion King prove that you're in the minority on that because they made so much money. Uh, and I think Lion King made it. It's not about money. Bambi just turned into Kelby right there. Bambi, but it's shot. I mean, these are. I don't feel. I don't feel this way. I'm just, this is the reality of the world. Yeah, let's see. Uh, I have no interest in seeing a Bambi reboot. I won't be seeing Bambi, it. but it's unless shot they like... use Princess Song Bambi in it. Then I'm here for it. It's secretly just a biopic of of Prince. Oh, that one biopic. song. Damn. Lion King made one point six five billion dollars. They about to make three Bambis. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be interested if it was? That's shot? a lot of grub. Never. Mind. That's a okay. lot of money. Slimy yet satisfying. Ah. Watching the uh, watching the Lion King now is just it, it kind of it, it makes me laugh out loud to hear the transition from Jonathan Taylor Thomas talking at the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. to going into I just can't wait to be king. The first song, just like John, JTT talking, and then just going into like black kids singing. It's just it's it's hilarious. That's not JTT singing. No, it's Jason Weaver. Just kidding, guys. It's 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 so funny. It makes me laugh out loud. There's also a uh, Pinocchio remake. Live action? Uh, same thing. Um, That'd be cool. This one, I mean, I still don't care, but also this one's more interesting to me mm-hmm. because uh, it's being uh, directed and co-written by my man Robert Zemeckis, uh, one of my favorite directors of all time. Um, the guy who did Flight? Yes, but that's, I mean... <laughs> back to the Future. Be directed Back to the Future. And who framed Roger Rabbit? And Flight. Uh, it was Flight's the guy a, with Flight's the eyes. Movie. Flight's a good movie. I liked Flight, sort of. Flight's great. 
I enjoyed Flight. And uh, yeah, so they're doing the Pinocchio movie. Robert Zemeckis is directing it. For a while, it was going to be directed by the Paddington and Paddington 2 director, Paul King. But now it's doing it's uh, being done by Zemeckis. Quiet as kept. I heard Paddington is pretty hard. And uh, <laughs> Paddington 2 is my shit. <laughs> People love those Paddington movies. And they're, yeah, they're, they I really mean, do. like really no well. joke, they're, they're huge. In England, they yeah. seem really. Like they were that. big fucking hits in England. Yeah, people only three million people them. in England. I mean, what? I I, l- I love Paddington, <laughs> the the original, the books, the well, not even no, not even the books necessarily, but the 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 nineteen eighties stop motion show. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I fucking love that. It was stop motion. I didn't know that. But I but I didn't see oh. I didn't see these movies. Pinocchio shot like uh, a scanner darkly. Oh, Just gosh. throwing it out there. He Ro- thinks rotoscoped. He thinks is that we like is? own a yeah. company. Uh, I, these, I, that would be that would be better than just watching. If Tyler a owned a company, he'd be in prison in a day. <laughs> he'd be the he'd be the fastest arrested what? CEO in history. Man, defrauds company gives money to everyone in the company goes to jail. <laughs> Word. For some reason, I feel like that movie is never going to come out. Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Yeah. I think it'll come out. You think so? Talking about Tom Hanks playing Geppetto. That's oh, not really? confirmed, though. But they're talking about that. You don't. Yeah, you see, it's you don't. Talks. You don't throw a name like T. Hanks out there and then not follow through with it. I mean, if it is T. Hanks, then we're gonna just call guess him Tom. Guess again, Tom, Tom, we're Tom, just gonna call him Tommy, Tommy H. Tommy no. H. I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather uh, <laughs> Hanksy. I'd rather them uh, take a little bit name. out of the Italian Pinocchio and make Roberto Benigni play Geppetto. It's an actual, an actual Italian guy, and you'd be old enough to really play That'd Geppetto. That actually happened. Yeah, I'm saying that they should just reuse that from, reuse from that. the Italian Pinocchio movie. Just yeah. do the whole uh, Sonic the Hedgehog thing and and have him do it and then put a live action uh, Sonic the Hedgehog in there. What? I, I understand what he's saying. I just meant, You're yeah. the only one. Uh, so for, for a couple episodes ago during my uh, We Didn't Start the Fire uh, recap... Good. Which got us fucking flagged on YouTube. <laughs> the what? Um, you were too good. The, wow. the song yeah. he did to recap They're the like, week this, we were gone. Oh, this damn. is the Billy Joel song. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Um, wow. I said that uh, beef YouTube. It was announced that the Mighty Ducks reboot show for Disney Plus was going to be about like a single mom whose son gets kicked off of the Mighty Ducks like little league or whatever you call mm-hmm. the little league version of hockey team. So she like junior hockey forms her own team. Yeah. Um, and I said that uh, Emilio Estevez was not going to be in it, but that has changed. So Emilio Estevez is confirmed to be in a lead role for the show. He's coming back to play Coach Bombay. The plot of the movie is loosely that uh, she her son gets kicked out out off the team, so she wants to start her own team for kind of like the misfit mm-hmm. people. And then she looks for a coach, and she gets Coach Bombay. My response to this is, in a new day, a new age, that's so wildly irresponsible to get that guy to be the coach of your team because the reason why he was the coach in the first place is because he was doing community service for a DUI. Really? Different times. I don't remember my Different times. There's no way I'm hiring that guy to have any sort of oversight of my children. Maybe he's reformed. I don't care. I'm not taking that risk. If it was Emilio, you'd take that risk. <laughs> but that charm. I don't see the problem. If it was Emilio, Emilio's record is fucking clean. <laughs> True. He's, he's his brother. Yeah. His brother's got the problem. Bro- <laughs> Here's the thing. I did not, I've never seen Mighty Ducks because that's just, uh, I was already too old for it. 
But that's why you're never too old to be inspired. No, man. But the fact that Emilio is going to do this makes me go, I'm here for it. Really? Because Emilio was part of my childhood. What do you know him from? Uh, Breakfast Club, Repo Man. That was then. This is now. Young Guns. Young Guns, Young Young Guns Guns 2. St. Elmo's Fire. Famous. Men at Work. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I got you. Love Men at Work. Men at Work's good. Charlie Sheen and Emilio together? Oh, making magic. It's so he's a part of my childhood. So I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna support my man. Maybe he could play me. Oh my gosh. I mean, wait, you mean um, Austin Powers? (laughs) That doesn't. I that I'm not saying that my Bane impression is great, but it does not sound like Austin Powers. That is crazy. I'm saying that you're inches away from going oh behave and me going spot on. Also, secondarily, I am saying that my Bane impression is spot on because it's great. So uh, this is kind of an interesting story because it it is just a reboot story, but it also has like a really interesting detail. So in the 50s, namely 1951, there was a movie that came out called The Thing from Another World. And it was an old creature feature science fiction B movie. It was based on a novella called um, Who Goes There uh, that was written by John W. Campbell Jr., and it was published in 1938. And it's basically the story is about this team, this expedition team in is it the South Pole who uh, some alien parasite thing uh, gets into their lab and sort of terrorizes them. And the, the 50s movie is just a total creature feature. Um, and then in the 80s, John Carpenter readapted the novella to uh, make John Carpenter's The Thing, which is, uh, you know, the movie is about uh, this... Exposition team in this laboratory, and then uh, a dog appears, and the dog is infected by this alien parasite that can sort of take you on as a host, and you can look like yourself, but you're actually an alien. And so it's this sort of like slow picking off one by one of each member of this team, and they're not sure who's who or who's the alien and who's not. Great movie, and it's a great, it's a great, great movie. Great, Kurt um, great ending. Kurt, Kurt Russell, so good. Um, fucking Adrian. Bar- oh, wait, no, she's in uh, Escape from New York. Yeah, no. Um, oh, um, I have diabetes. Um, oh, uh, Rupert Grimley? Brimley? Oh, no, no, no. Wilford Brimley. Wilford. Yeah, Wilford, Wilford. Wilford Brimley is yeah. in it. And I'm also, I'm blanking on the other guy's name, too. Uh, Scott Glenn in it? Kurt the Russell? fuck is his? No, Kurt well, Russell is in it. Kurt, Kurt Russell's Russell. the lead. Uh, and he's fantastic in he's it. He's amazing. I'm not even a big sci-fi fan, is, and that movie's great. Is the ending, has the ending been confirmed that the other guy is the monster thing? No. No, they don't, they don't. They don't confirm these things. Well, I thought, I thought he came out and said that, yeah, that's what, that's what the. Oh, Keith was. David. Keith that's, that's, David. I blanked on his name, but Keith, Keith, David. Keith David is great yeah, in it. He's great. So they made that movie, and it's all based on this novella. It's like a really <laughs> short book. But so recently, they discovered that there's actually a full novel-length version of this book, and that it was cut down like over half to be published. But there's a full book uh, that the, uh, the manuscript was discovered that completely expands the the story and goes way back further into the backstory of the alien. So now uh, Universal and Bloomhouse are doing a reboot of The Thing, but based on this new expanded manuscript for the book. So it's going to be a it's going to be a remake of of The Thing, probably more leaning towards being a remake of John Carpenter's The Thing, mm-hmm. but it's going to be much more delving into the backstory of the alien and using this full never before published manuscript as the source material. That's which cool. I think is really fascinating. 
I'm re- here for that. I'm definitely I, here for that. Well, I probably won't see it because it's sci-fi, but I love the fact that it's not, they're not just rebooting the thing. They're actually taking other source material and kind of putting it together and making it different. Mm-hmm. Also, because if Kurt Russell's not going to be in it, what's the point? Yeah. Because the Crustle is amazing. Yeah. yeah. I Did you say Crustle? Yeah, yeah. the Crustle. You know, Crustle eating cronuts. Yeah. Crustle eating cronuts. It's his best podcast, it's man. <laughs> it's just Kurt Russell eating cronuts going, hey, this is Kurt Russell today and Crustle eating cronuts. I'm going to need a chocolate cronut. Mm. It's an ASMR. It's a good, it's a good, good cronut. All right. See you next week. But, uh, uh, I mean, reminds d- me of that time I was. Uh, on set of computer war tennis shoes, <laughs> and uh, back then we just had the donuts. Yeah, we didn't. Have, we didn't we, ate, we, we were eating donuts, but uh, yeah, I like this. Different time. The computer war tennis shoes has a scene where he is like he locks himself in a bathroom, and Kurt Russell has to. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it was a different time back then. <laughs> Disney wasn't the the kid friendly thing that we know today. I think I remember that movie though. That's a okay oldie. I mean, but I think well, it's, I mean, it's a good idea. Maybe you th- maybe you know of the remake with Kurt with Kurt Cameron. Uh, when Legendary. when was your the favorite? Like two thousand. <laughs> Late nineties. You celebrate his entire catalog. Yeah, you yeah, make yeah. it sound like I don't like him. Fire Is it Kurt Russell fire. and Starman? No, that's no. Jeff Bridges. God yeah. damn it! I get I get Kurt Russell, Jeff Bridges, and Chris Christopherson mixed up. Not all, all white guys time. look the yeah, fucking same. Not dude. all white guys. You're fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do. <laughs> You yeah, that's, like that's really fascinating. It, it reminds me of um, the this the uh, Dark Horse published a comic that was an adaptation of the original first script for Star Wars. So wait, say that again. There what was happened? A, there was a comic adaptation using the original script for Star Wars as source material. George Lucas wrote Star Wars. Yeah, and it was completely different. Um, and so they took that main and like the main character oh, wow. was named Anakin Sky Starkiller. The, oh, yeah. Anakin Starkiller was the Star main Killer. character. Han Solo was an like an alien. He was like this weird huh. like ape like. I had no idea. Ape, uh, alien monster guy, uh, and the whole story is completely different. It's yeah. it, they 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 majorly rewrote it to oh. make the movie. And uh, but the, but Dark Horse did a comic based on the script. So it's like it's like an alternate universe version of Star Wars. Uh, that actually sounds fascinating. That does sound cool. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and if there's a way to look it up, please. But I heard rumors when it was coming out that George Lucas heavily relied on the original source material for Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets to write uh, the Star Wars universe out. Like I mean, to, among to, to, among other things. The, oh, okay. The, Star Wars was was heavily based on old science fiction serials from the 20s through the 40s and then samurai movies. Gotcha. So it's just like Star Wars, it's just it's just a mashup of Flash Gordon and Seven Samurai. <laughs> so samurai movies and space opera equals spaghetti westerns? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I love it. That's exactly what it is. That's cool. We- spaghetti westerns are just samurai movies. That's, oh. Uh, like The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly was basically a remake of... Uh, I'm, it's not Seven Rashomon Samurai. Thing, it's not Rashomon. <laughs> what is what is the other most high-profile Akira Kurosawa movie? Uh, and I'm just blanking uh, so on its those name. Those are the only two that I know. There are people listening that are just like, Fucking this. Yeah, they're like... Uh, Yojimbo. 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 Yes. The Good, the Bad, the Ugly is a remake of Yojimbo. Gotcha. Okay. Which is a samurai film directed by Akira Kurosawa. Magnificent Seven is a remake of Seven Samurai. Mm. But yes, Star Wars is just... It's Flash Gordon and 
Seven Samurai mixed together. Sick. They are simultaneously... Two Transformers reboots are simultaneously in development. Or not reboot. One of them is a not a reboot. So they are developing a sequel to Bumblebee. Okay. And they are simultaneously developing a reboot of the Michael Bay movies. And it's based on Beast Wars. So they're making oh, it... Mark. Do you think who do you think will be in it? Mark or well, it's neither of them? It's going to be a completely it. new it's thing. It's a reboot. But uh, yeah, it's 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 going to be a, this. They're making a Beast Wars movie in addition to a sequel to Bumblebee simultaneously. Bumblebee was a big hit. No, it wasn't. It no. wasn't a big hit. It wasn't. A big it was why like, they making a sequel to it. Uh, just because you know they, <laughs> they got Haley Steinfeld like for another contract. Probably. It was a it was a slow crawling hit. Like, Sometimes movie studios give a little bit more leniency to movies if they have like faith in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Bumblebee didn't do well financially, but it was like I haven't seen it, so I don't even. It's pretty this, good. This is not my opinion, but from what I've heard, it was like a very good. It was way better than the than the Michael Bay movies. Uh, but it just it just kind of like sort of got it yeah. fell off the radar mm-hmm. somehow. And there just, was another big release the same time. Yeah. There was something else that came along that same like week or two weeks. Star Trek? No, that's... Uh, I don't after. remember what it was, but I, I did go watch it in theaters. It's very, very different for sure than the than the Michael Bay one. Um, and it seemed like their target audience was an, um, an older crowd because the movie is like a... <clears throat> Is like is it's very eighties, yeah. You know, so uh, I, you know, you can tell that they were trying to reach eighties babies or seventies babies, eighties yeah. kids. You know, yeah. so um, it it was good, but uh, it it didn't even break um five hundred million, and they had yeah. like a hundred thirty something million dollar budget, which you mean you know means like two two fifty something like that. So I feel um, so sorry for that dude, the guy who directed it. I don't remember his name, but. He was his first live action directing gig. Oh, because he was like a cartoon guy. Before that, he he was a uh, stop motion animator who mm-hmm. uh, worked on all the Leica films, so like mm-hmm. Coraline and Paranorman and Kubo and the Two Strings and The Missing Link. And uh, I just feel so sorry for that dude because like Leica, the movies that they make are amazing. Like Paranorman is one of my favorite animated movies ever. Coraline is, I mean, Coraline did very well, but Coraline is great. The Box Trolls is great. Um, I haven't seen The Missing Link yet, but I want to. Uh, Kubo and the Two Strings was great, but like they always bomb. Like that, that studio just cannot catch a break. They made Coraline. It was pretty successful. And on the strength of that, they've went on and developed more features, and they just they never do well. But they're so great, though. And then this guy, he's like, you know, yeah. he, he gets, he piggy, he, he leapfrogs up to doing a big, not only a huge fucking IP, but also a live action movie, yeah. and it doesn't do well. I just, no, I, I, mean, I feel sorry for that. It guy. wasn't a, it wasn't a bomb, you know. I think they probably just made a very small profit. Are you talking about the original Shia LaBeouf one? Or no, the no, 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 Bumblebee. 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 Gotcha. Okay. It, it, it made, Bumblebee. you know, <laughs> now it made it made a little bit of money. Um, but I will say, I think they should bring him back because if you really think about it, Bumblebee made the money it made because it was a good movie. It, like their original, the the first week or the second week, they didn't make very much. I don't even think they broke even, which is odd for those kind of movies. And it was off the strength of it being a quote unquote good movie that week, the following weeks, it did what it did. So if they decide like, oh, well, this guy just can't make a, 
a hit and then they bring somebody else who probably is going to go in the direction of the Michael Bay ones that make all this money, but they're never that great. That might diminish the the value of that brand. So I, I think yeah. they should bring it back. Yeah. And spend some more money marketing the thing. Yeah. Don't come out whenever whatever came out. Was it Star Wars or something came out the same week and it was it got buried. And I and I I I'd definitely be interested in seeing a Beast Wars movie because Beast Wars is great. I don't have to spend too much on this, but I just this is a quick update for a previous story we talked about. So we, we talked about a while back that uh, they were developing a lethal weapon five and we oh. kind of speculated on like what that would be like. This yes, is this makes is me mad. This is kind of crazy. There's there's so there's three pieces of information. Mm-hmm. Two of them are very expected and not really out of the ordinary. And one of them is so strange. So Danny Glover and Mel Gibson are confirmed to be returning as Riggs and Murtaugh, which is like, yeah. Yeah, that's probably Sure. That is a thing that happened. But you know what? You want to know who's directing Lethal Weapon 5? Wait, let me take a guess. Chris Rock? It's exactly that'd be right. really cool. I'd be okay. I know because I read the outline. Yeah, but I don't know who he is. Richard Donner. I mean, Richard Donner insane. is directing Lethal Weapon Five. Richard Donner. First of all, you're. I hate you. Yeah, sorry for not knowing who that is. He directed uh, the original. Super. He directed. Oh. Well, he directed Superman. He directed Superman. The Superman movies. Which one? Which ones? The, the, the original. Oh, the original gotcha. ones. Oh, Christopher oh, Reeves. Oh, movies. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, okay. But he directed all of the of the first four Lethal Weapon yeah. movies. But he's 90 years old. Oh. You know why this makes sense? Clearly, they're going in the Captain America way. You remember how in Captain America, it's a story about, what is the 20s? It looks like it. It was shot kind of like it. I think they're going in that direction where they get a 90-year-old guy who made action-style movies back in the day, and he's going to bring that that taste in for these old guys in an old guy movie. That's my take. I think that's why why they did that. Yeah, I guess. I feel like they could have gotten a slightly younger person that maybe isn't <laughs> that was that was ageism. around that was around back then. I just not ageism, why? but just like can a ninety year old man that's like they've been physically do that? I mean, doing a shoot is a, I, just, I don't want any of this. I don't want any of this. I. I do want the line, he's he's finally retiring. I'm just the right age for this shit. <laughs> I'm finally the right age for this shit. You think they're going to say that in the next Bad Boys? In the Bad Boys? <laughs> I, I, uh, it just makes me mad. I just don't want Time to be good men. It. Okay, I'm kind of here. Three and four weren't even that. First and two are iconic. Great are, Is movies. this going to follow the TV shows? Continuity? No. No. <laughs> oh, my God. The TV show is just a... Cash grab. Mm. But I want him. I want him on a time good, travel though. mission. Fuck it. Was good. Just, just go all out. Let's, nah. If you're gonna make five of them, just go fucking full Jason X. How old send him into space. Danny Glover. Danny Glover's. He's. I, I have. It's. It's written down here somewhere. He's gotta be in um, his late seventies, eighties. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say eighty-two. Mel Gibson's easily in his sixties. Sixty-seven. Yeah. yeah I've, I'm, I must not have copied it, but yeah, it was. Because uh, when I saw he's him in his like Jumanji, somewhere in the sixties and seventies. Old, old. He's pretty old. In the uh, in the beginning of the first Lethal Weapon, they sort of establish Mel Gibson. The way that they establish Riggs's character and like his sort of like tortured yeah. soul is that like he's in his trailer and it sort of has this the the picture of he's I think he's holding the he's picture, picture of his wife of his wife yeah uh, and then he like 
puts a gun to his head yeah. and like and then he like tries to psych himself up and then he doesn't do yeah. it in the original draft of the lethal, of lethal weapon um which i read because i'm just a huge shane black fan and i've read a bunch of his different iterations of scripts um in the very first draft of lethal weapon the way that they established rigs is that he's walking down the beach <clears throat> and he sees like five guys in a circle just kicking a dog <laughs> and he walks up to them because like in the movie yeah. in the movie he's like an animal lover it's kind of touched on in the movie yeah. but in this script it's like a thing so he's walking on the beach and these guys are just standing in a circle just kicking a dog and then he walks up and then he like he's like you know what do you got what, what's going on here uh, and they're like, get the fuck away from us. And then, like, he does, like, a Three Stooges style routine of beating them all up, which he, he does in Lethal Weapon. He does Weapon. it in Lethal Weapon for the cocaine thing. But, yeah. like, in this, it's the way that starts the movie is that he basically just, like, single-handedly beats up five guys, but in this elaborate, like, Three Stooges routine. And then he takes the dog and then adopts it. And that's, that's yeah, because he does have a dog. Yeah, and then that yeah. that was the that was sort of like the origin of that. But that's how the Lethal Weapon was originally going to start. Crazy. They should repurpose you know what that. that make, me make it how uh, Turner well, and Hooch You might starts. be the only one, or maybe Andrew might know this movie. But there's a movie where Robert Downey Jr. I'm stupid. Robert De Niro plays a filmmaker who's like kind of down on his luck a little bit, and he makes this crappy movie. And they and he screens it, and in the movie they shoot a dog. What is that? It's that it's not mistress. And then and then he's reading the uh, he's reading the oh reviews. meet the fuckers. No no no. <laughs> he they're they're reading the reviews of like what people said in the screening, and people are like, oh my gosh, how could you oh, kill the dog? No no no. And then there and then there's the moment where somebody is like, loved when you killed the dog. What like what, <laughs> like, that's what general time doing. period is this from? And also, why are we talking about it. this? It, just, it reminds me of that, of that. Oh yeah, the scene. dog, the dog. Yes, of course. <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll find it. Uh, yeah, I, I, th that does not ring any bell to me at all. You put Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> <laughs> all the Roberts are the same. Yeah, ninety-year-old man. That's insane. I mean, I, I, on one hand, I'm like, well done, congratulations. Hope you can finish the. All movie. right, can you pull up a picture of this guy? I want to see again, how old he looks. He looks like a grandpa. I mean, he's a great director and thing. I just don't want anything to do with this lethal weapon. That's what he looks like at ninety. Oh, these are probably older pictures. Oh, I mean that he looks good. If that's him now, though. If he's anywhere close to looking like that, I believe that he could do this. He doesn't look like a 90-year-old. Yeah, none of these pictures look recent. No, I think oh, okay. it's, yeah. He hasn't directed since 2006. Well, yeah. So 14 years was his last movie. I mean, even if they're posted in 2019, it's probably just people talking about the movie. Gotcha. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. I imagine the Crypt Keeper when I think of somebody who's 90 years old. No bones about it. Hey, there's your Austin Powers. <laughs> you have impression blindness. Um, we do an Austin Powers. Groovy, baby. Yeah. Borat? That's Bane. Oh, it's Bane. <laughs> Something broken. <laughs> there's a Mega Man movie in development with the writer of the new Batman movie. So uh, this isn't the fact that they're making a Mega Man movie isn't new news. Uh, the Mega Man live-action movie is one step closer to becoming a reality. The Blue Bomber. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. The Blue Bomber himself. <clears throat> it's been revealed that Mattson Tomlin has been tapped to pen the screenplay for the upcoming video game adaptation. We first learned that Capcom was looking to turn one of their most popular characters into a movie franchise in October of 2018. Updates have been slow in the time since, but now it seems like things may be heading in the right direction. 
Buried within a report about Amazon's adaptation of the comic book Fear Agent, which Matt Tom Matt uh, Matson his name is Matson Tomlin, his two last names uh, is involved with, it was revealed that he has also boarded the Mega Man movie. Tomlin is largely an up and coming right up and coming writer, but he did help pen the screenplay for Matt Reeves' The Batman, which is no small thing. Tomlin also has a movie titled Little Flash in, produ- in post production. Prior to that, Tomlin has had worked on a series of shorts that he wrote and directed. Even though his mainstream experience seems somewhat limited on paper, he's managed to board some high-profile po- projects, which speaks to his talent level. Does it? Uh, I feel. I, I feel mean, like. I feel like usually the people that you see like just come out of nowhere and just suddenly get attached to things. You. I just figured. Are like the least. Thank you. Talented. They're like just like they're just like schmoozy flimflam people. I guess we'll see. Every time I know the Mega Man property, mm-hmm. but every time I hear it, I feel like oh, that's a fake thing. Like there really is no Mega Man. It's like a spoof. But it may, I know Mega Man name. is a, the yeah. name is weird to me. Yeah, it's <clears> such <throat> a like. Well, it's it's it's, it's so generic. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, the the reason for that is because so in <laughs> in the actual original Japanese version of the game, he's Rockman, and all of the characters in in Mega Man are music themed. So there's like oh. Rockman, and then there's like another character's bass, and they're all they're all named after musical things. Okay. And uh, but in um, whenever he was adapted to when he when it was the game was localized for the U.S., I forget the exact <clears throat> reason why. I think it might have just been that they thought that Rockman was a dumb name or mm-hmm. it didn't translate like that well. They changed it to Mega Man, so he's Mega Man. Okay. Here, but he's mm-hmm. actually Rockman. Um, which one is? What just happened? Yeah, I've never heard of that. Yeah, was yeah. It, that was tanked. The Batman. Which one are they <laughs> talking about? The one that's being made. Oh, right that's now. okay. Robert Pattinson. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I was like, which one is the one with the nipples? Batman. That's there's no there's no movie that's ever been made that's been called the Batman. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, that's Batman or. Batman Returns, or no, 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 those aren't the ones with the nipples. The ones with the nipples are the uh, Clooney, uh, Clooney, ba- yeah, ba- Batman and Robin. Oh, Batman Forever and Batman. Well, Batman and Forever, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin both have the bat nipples. Yeah. Gotcha. Because I'm just blanking on names today. Joel Schumacher. Uh, Joel Schumacher added the bat nipples. He wanted some nips. They're making this uh, Mega Man movie, and uh, you know, I, I love, I love me some Mega Man. Mega Man Two, one of the most ica- iconic video games of all time. But I, you know, is I Samus really... from the Mega Man world? No. Okay. Metroid. I know, but I mean, they're just, that's kind of the same power, isn't it? Kind of the same thing. Could Sam? Could could Metroid be a a level in the in the Mega Man uh, Cyberverse? I guess technically, but they're not. Okay. I mean, they do cross over in Super Smash Brothers. Oh, okay. Well. But yeah, I, I don't really have much of an opinion on this. I don't really care necessarily to see a Mega Man movie. Mostly because yeah. video game movies are never good. They should make it kind of goofy. Mm. Like, like um, wh- um, what's the name of your boy? Ryan? Howard. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Gosling. Ryan. Ryan Gosling. Did you just make... No, is no, that, no, no. Was no. That Ryan Howard from uh, The Office. <laughs> No, Ryan, um, your boy, he be talking fast. Uh, uh, Deadpool. Oh, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. They need to make it kind of goofy Ryan Reynolds style. Because if they don't, and it's like trying to be a serious movie, I'd pass. Yeah, it's I'm, almost like watching they a spiral. Also get oh my I, uh, and Austin Powers. I'm also around. worried. I'm worried that because it's Groovy, like. Groovy, baby. Yeah. Take that thing from me. It's like a cyber thing. I'm worried that they're going to go and fall into the same shit that um, Ready Player One did. It's just gonna be. I heard that movie was good. Ready Player One sucked. Ready Player One was a piece of shit. Terrible. We've talked. I've said yeah. about this on the podcast. Yeah, I, I, for sure. 
I think that's <clears throat> kind of what they're going to do with it live action. We'll see. I mean, it'll probably it probably will have that sort of sardonic postmodern thing to it, like the Sonic the Hedgehog movie clearly does. I can't see them making like a that straightforward comes out like next week. serious Mega Man movie. Right. As next much week? as as much as in stark contrast to what you said, I would love that. Yeah. I would love because there's so much lore and story to the Mega Man franchise from all the games, especially like the Mega Man Le- Legends mm-hmm. uh, and Battle Network games. They have like stories to them and stuff. Yeah. I would love to just see that uh, done in like a really just like straightforward, unflinchingly serious way. I love when people commit to doing like really goofy things in like a really <laughs> serious way. You know, I would watch it only because... I'm expecting it to be kind of funny, to be kind of yeah. like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy esque. Yeah, I'd see that. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I don't know. It's it's. I don't. I don't understand why they would do a live action though, because when he goes into the cyber world, like it, it shouldn't be live action. It sh- it'll look. It'll look. They'll wreck it, Ralphie. The that's I. That's what I hope. Like they go from a, a physical world to a to a cyber world would be better. That'd be cool. Um, they're giving them our million dollar idea. I know. I think they are listening because they were like, I was like, I was like, Emilio is not going to be in this. It fucking <laughs> yeah. sucks. And they were like, <laughs> they went, get Emilio. Wait a second. Yeah, you were talking the about Nostalgia like, Cast said that they actually needed. have. We named were... it Baby Yoda, and then <laughs> you were <laughs> criticizing nostalgia based remakes, and now they're all just fucking stopping. They yeah, Baby Yoda. <laughs> Andrew oh, has the power. power. The world um, named it Baby Yoda. Well, uh, what probably happened was Emilio Estevez was probably sitting on Twitter and was like. Wait a second, <laughs> what is this? And then he called his brother and said, "Yo, can you call the studio?" Amelia Estev is doing fine. Stop that. Is he? Yeah, he just uh, he did an he indie film. Did, he just did an uh, indie film last year. Fucking Emilio, with a big cast. yeah, Emilio. Don't Back sleep on Emilio. People saw that movie. Emilio was. It was a, a labor of love. Emilio is fucking name true to himself. Yeah, that's facts. When his that's dad right. and his brother were like, "Oh, we're we're the Sheens," he was like. Fuck that. Yeah. I'm Emilio Estevez. That's facts. Estevez. You wanted the double E's. Plus Repo Man. Repo better Man's than anything great. that Charlie Sheen's Please. ever done. Which Repo Man are we talking about? <laughs> yes, including Platoon. What? No, there's what? only there's one, one Repo, Repo Man. Man. There's Repo Men and oh, Repo, Repo the Genetic Man. Opera. Those are not a thing. There's also Repo, Repo Men is what I'm thinking about. I'm sorry. What's Repo? The movie with Michael Blackston. Yeah, but this I'm is Repo Man. This is Repo Man. Okay. Mm. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, that's what's up. There's a, the, the Crow reboot is back in development at Sony. Uh, so there was a Crow reboot in the 2018 that was being uh, developed with Jason Momoa playing the Crow, and that was uh, canceled unceremoniously. But now it's back. Uh, they're putting it back in. They've retooled it, and they're putting it back into production. No news on uh, who's going to play the Crow or any really details, but we're apparently back to being able to get a Crow movie. The first one was great. Enough. The Brandon Lee one, great movie. Sequels, hot garbage. Can you call it if he was only in half of it? A Brandon, a, a Brandon Lee movie. Yeah, I can. Okay. Yeah, because he's top build in it. Yeah. Uh, Too soon, by the way. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> that's what I was going for. Yeah, I mean that's the, the the movie's crazy because, uh, like like Tyler alluded to, he he died. Not even not even halfway. Through. He 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 was around for most of the production. Yeah, he they died were towards to, the end yeah, of the production, the, sure. uh, and they really had to just like fill in some gaps. Yeah, and so they, they ended up just completely restructuring the movie to be like just basically. I mean, on paper, it's like very simplistic. It's like he gets killed, and then yeah. he just one by one goes to each person and kills them. Yeah, and all the parts where he wasn't able to be there because he died, uh, they just shot like a body double like yeah. in the shadows. Yeah, they had most of it done. Did we yeah. know originally that Jason Momoa was going to play him? 
Did we know Vaguely? that? Vaguely? We talked about it. I don't know if we talked about it on the pod. We didn't talk about it on the podcast. Oh, we haven't talked about this, it on the pod? This is from like a... This, this, this happened in 2018. Yeah. Oh, oh, I mean, okay. Uh, you you were not even born yet. <laughs> <laughs> not emotionally. Don't I do was, it. Oh I was born into the Crow reboot. Yo, take that thing from him. Robots By the comedy. time you were a man, Robots you, comedy. you adopted the Crow reboot. Um... <laughs> They're not gonna be able to cut that. But out. Jason Robots Momoa as the crow would be ridiculous. I it's feel a, it's ridiculous. He's too big. Yeah, it's a, it's an yeah, emo anthem movie. It's, it's too, like he's too big and broad. You need to be lanky and yeah. And you got to be able to jump. You got to be able to jump. Yeah, Jason Momoa, four hundred pound pounds of muscle. He he can't jump. You shaming his jumping ability? Yeah, nah, he he's wrong for the role. Gosh, sensitive Sally's. Hawaiian men can't <laughs> jump. Whoa. Yo, that's really racist. Robots and comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to send a letter directly to Andrew's house, this is his address. <laughs> oh, shoot. Last story. Um, so, Amazia Entertainment has secured the feature film rights to The Green Hornet. Mm-hmm. So, they're going to do a, a, a Green Hornet reboot. Green Hornet started out as an uh, as a radio adventure serial from the ni- 1936. Had uh, various other ad- adaptations, and then there was a 2011 movie based on the Green Hornet uh, that was uh, starring Seth Rogen as the Green Hornet. It was directed by Michelle Gondry. Mm-hmm. A lot of people hated that movie. I liked it. It's I thought it was I good. thought it was really I don't good. I don't hate it. Didn't it do quite poorly? It did. It did, it did poorly. It did. I, people didn't understand it. Yeah. It was like it was like a weird comedy version of yes. this character that nobody knows. Nobody knows it. I mean, I didn't even know it. I knew that Bruce Lee was in it way back in the day, but I never saw it. And I just said, why are they doing a reboot of this? Why? Well, maybe they'll go into like the Hornet Corps. But it's not that big of a that property. Like that's, Yellow Hornet and Red Hornet. That's the Green Lantern. That's the it, just make a Green Lantern movie instead because the Green Hornet's not good. But who I, I the Green, that's not true at all. The Green Hornet is great. The Green Hornet was Batman before Batman. Green Hornet predates Batman, Damn. and he's great. I don't know, but who's asking for this remake besides you? Not a soul. Probably two people. Yeah, on no, nobody. It's just it's just people. It's just people are you know. It's it's the uh, they need a property. It's the to rationing buy. off of IP. It's yeah. like what do we have? Can I grab that? Okay, yeah. I'll buy but that. also the Green Hornet's like if Batman. Did all the work, but Robin had all the money and was like f- famous for it because Cato does everything. If you watch the show on, like, you can see the show clips on YouTube. That's what happens. Well, that's what I, that's what yeah, I'm saying. That's exactly. why I think Green yeah. Hornet sucks is because I don't know much about the comics, but the movie and the show shows Cato doing every single thing and the Green Hornet getting all the. First of all, you've never watched the show. I definitely. And watched second the of all, show. the movie that they they played it up that. as a joke. Like the movie, the point of it was that right. they made Seth Rogen's character kind of incompetent. Yeah. But that's because not that's had, not well, really how the original serial was. Like he was he was like a like a genius detective. Okay, but again, I I I can't imagine anyone going. Finally, they're going to do yeah. it right. Yeah. They're going to do this property justice. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Nah, ain't nobody. It's gonna fail again. Hey, let me guys, yeah. let me ask you guys something right before we get out of here. Uh, I know we're at the <laughs> very end. Did we talk about the da- David Schwimmer thing last week? No. Oh, the, yeah, that's oh. a good thing to end on because Wait, I, 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 I didn't necessarily want to end on the Green Hornet story. I just couldn't think of a. I couldn't find like a good ending Wait, thing. That's happened? that's great. Yeah, because I, I, um, Wait, I have say an what interesting happened. thought. I'm gonna tell you. I, I have an interesting thought about it. So David Schwimmer, 
was in an interview, don't know where, but they asked him about the diversity and the casting of Friends. And he was like, yeah, he's pretty aware that Friends didn't have a lot of diversity. So he was fighting for um, his character to date different oh. types of, of women. Yes. So uh, it was he like did. he had an Asian girlfriend, he had a black girlfriend. Uh, and all that stuff. And so when they asked him uh, about um, a reboot of Friends, he was like, oh, I oh gosh. We were on a break. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, Andrew. Now that sounds like Schwimmer. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> and he said that he would love to see an all Asian or an all black reboot of Friends. And then everybody proceeded to kill him for it. Yeah. Why did they Why Because well, they, they, they said like Friends was an all white reboot of living single and it oh, was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it like not even as a joke like it was well no it it wasn't because the people in friends were terrible people and the people in uh no 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 it was but okay like in the the it, I, sure actually, no 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 mm -mm. not like <laughs> no 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 if you, it you was. could draw that you not like oh you just draw the so parallels yourself or whatever. Yeah, no, no, no. It was like uh, oh, Queen, La it. Queen Latifah uh. explained that on the network that she was on, the guy who owned the network before he he switched over to go to what what network was Friends on? NBC. NBC. Before he went to NBC, they asked him what property um, did he like the most, and he said living single. So they took he took the exact concept of living single and then made friends from it. It's literally wow. a reboot of living single. Wow, I know that's that. Crazy. So that's why everybody was like, "What are you talking about? Friends is a reboot of of, of all black show." Is this a I mean, is this a common like? For years, people have been saying this. Like this. Oh is yeah, like, that's yeah. Because Queen Latifah said it in interviews. Um, Erica. Kadu. No, oh, that's all. I, I just I want to say her name is uh, Erica, Erica Alexander. Alexander, thank you. Uh, she said it in interviews oh. for years now about how that played out and how uh, Friends took off and it people thought that Friends was the original show wow. and the guys and actors in Living Single ended up making less money as they went on into later seasons because people were just Friends crazy, but they had the original show. That's another reason I hate Friends. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Plus, no, Living Single had a better theme song. Yeah, Plus, Living the Single was just 100% better. Single. Friends was terrible. Yeah, okay, yeah. Get Friends your head was up. Dumb. What? Get your head up. What? The little clapping. I think it's because no, I like. Hold on. We're not going to talk. We're not going to talk bad about the claps. The claps kill. That's what I'm speaking saying. of. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I forgot to talk about this when we when we uh, talked about Leslie Willis passing away, the the writer of September by Earth, Wind, and yeah. Fire, oh. and you're the best around from Karate Kid. Karate Kid. She wrote the Friends theme song. Oh. Well, they can't all be good. <laughs> it's a good song. No, that song sucks. You're insane. It's a that good song. Awful. It's, a good uh, song. it's no but, living single. It's not. It's not a living single. Sure. But uh, yeah, I, I I actually the other night uh, I was out of town with my family and um, me and my wife uh, watched the last five episodes of Friends that just were on TV, and uh, that show sucks. Know, Friends is I, I and it's not terrible. and it's not because they're all white. Or it's like yeah. a stealing from a. It just it just sucks. It's just I never a bad got show. into it, but when I watch it, I could see why people would like it because it's bland. It's very just like it's for everybody. When it first came out, I was like, "Oh, this is great!" It loses its steam way quick. Oh but yeah. For the first couple of seasons, you're like, "Hey, this is good. They have good chemistry. Mm -hmm. This is fun." 
And then as the seasons go on, you just kind of go, nah, I'm done. Yeah. My kids now, do you, hate it. Do hate you, it? No, really? It's terrible. Everybody watches it now. My, my kids it's tried so to watch big. it because I was like, do you guys want to try it? And they're looking at it and like, it's like, this is dumb. It's not yeah. funny. And what's with the canned laughs? Damn. Yeah. Now, now, can I ask you guys, do you think David Schwimmer should have gotten the backlash that he did? Because clearly uh, he was trying to be... I don't know. I think his heart was in the right place. I think yeah. he was trying to be encouraging. I, I think his heart's in the right place. Yeah. I think he means well. And I can't fault him for, like, A, maybe he didn't know. I didn't know until now, and that was the thing. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, that's, that's very interesting. So mm-hmm. maybe he didn't know. So you can't really fault him for that. I do like that people are going, no, it was living single right. first. But I don't. I think you can have that realization without having to, like, Rag on him. I think kind that's of what that's how I feel. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, like, a, it's not like he said, "Not nah, forget that it's friends or die." Like he yeah. did. He come out and say that he was fighting for his character to like date people of color. Yeah, and so from the way that it sounds, it sounds kind of like he was championing his uh, championing his own cause. And if you're really that into making sure people are represented, you should know that your show is a ripoff. Well, I think I think I'm more speaking of the lines of like if they do friends again, uh-huh. it should be all Asian or, or all black. it should yeah. be all P P O C Yeah. Like, but and and so people going instead oh, of all POS. Did that. Uh-oh. Ah, I love it. Ah, yeah. I don't know what POS. Yo, point him, of sale. Give him the cup back. <laughs> give him oh. give him the cup back. Pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You're banned? Damn. Our it's, you're in the you're band. in the band. No, we're in a different band. He is not. I'm not. not uh, we haven't auditioned him yet. <laughs> oh, shoot, just like Shaggy had to audition for Rihanna's album. Oh yeah, and he was like, no, thank you. <laughs> it wasn't me. Right now, it's you, me, and a keyboard. Damn, <laughs> that keyboard's keyboard. I will not audition for your. Oh, my God, to do a hook on your song. It's crazy. Mike Myers has a great voice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want, if you want to redeem David Schwimmer in your eyes, you should watch this movie from uh, 2007, I think, called Big Nothing. It's about he's like a professor, but he has this uh, neurological disease where he's like slowly losing all of his long term memory, and so he wants to like. It's almost kind of like a predecessor to Breaking Bad because it's like a it's like a professor. Oh my god! <laughs> oh shit! Fuck! <laughs> uh, all right, it's not working on the theory. David Schwimmer. He's a he's a college professor. He's a genius, but he has a neurological disease where he's losing all of his long term memory. So eventually, he's just going to be a vegetable. So he wants to make a final last ditch effort to like make sure his family is provided for after he's gone. So he teams up with these two scam artists, which are played by Simon Pegg and Alice Eve, and he wants to basically uh, plan a heist to uh, rob his. Somebody he knows, I forget exactly what, maybe it's like the dean of the school or whatever, but he knows somebody that he knows they have like some very valuable thing in their house and he want, and he hires these two people to help him steal it mm-hmm. so that he can provide, he can basically make a, a, you know, a nut to like provide for his family whenever he completely goes senile. Um, it's very good. It's a great movie. It's like a dark comedy. If it came out in 2007, that means that that was a year that they were filming Breaking Bad, the first season. Uh, it came out. Because Breaking Bad came out two thousand two thousand six. Oh, two thousand six. Yeah. Oh, I do remember this movie. Yeah. The one year was <laughs> did it for you? From. Yeah, because I I was like I know he did a movie because he was trying to go from uh, TV to film and I think Friends ended what two thousand four time period. So uh, I remember this movie 
but I was trying to piece like, oh, if it came out in 2007, it's not the one I was thinking. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> that that high five hurt my hand. I'm sorry. I was too what excited about it. Thank you for listening. If you like this and you haven't already, you should subscribe. If you like it and you think that you have a friend that might be interested in listening as well, share this with them. Ask them to subscribe. Um, if you want to learn more about the podcast or all of the cool nostalgic content we post on a daily basis, you can follow our Facebook page, the official Nostalgia Facebook page. Just search Nostalgia on Facebook and we're that, we're that page. Uh, you can also join our Facebook group. It's also the official Nostalgia Facebook group. You can follow us on Instagram, at Nostalgia. If you, want, if you have any thoughts or questions or anything you might want possibly read on the podcast, you can email us at nostalgicastpod at gmail.com. And if you want to support us in a more monetary way, you can become a supporter. You can go to our Nostalgia Facebook page. At the top, there's a button that says become a supporter for four ninety nine a month. In addition to supporting the show, you also get access to exclusive content that nobody else can have bonus video, <laughs> bonus videos, bonus episodes. I don't know why. I don't know why I worded Sign it like that. Anywhere else. Fans. <laughs> oh, um, and you can have access to all that stuff. Thanks for listening. So long. At Robots and Comedy on Twitter. <laughs> See, that wouldn't even mean what I was thinking about. <laughs> <laughs>